Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Tuesday. This is going to be a bit of a quick one this morning because I've got about half an hour before I need to get in the car and get down to London Colney for a big day of press conference action at Arsenal's training ground. We're going to be speaking to Mikel Arteta. That's at 11 o'clock. So by the time you're watching this, you probably have already heard what Mikel Arteta has had to say. We're then going to be speaking to a player and then we've got open training in the afternoon where we'll get a look at who is training ahead of that big, big game for Arsenal against Sevilla in the Champions League. So will Martin Odegaard be there? Of course, will Gabriel Jesus be there? I highly doubt it, but that's certainly a question that's going to be uh, that people are going to be talking about. But Martin Odegaard, I think that's the key one. That's probably the player we're all looking about potentially coming back for this one. You know, we don't really know yet why he what kept him out of that game against Newcastle at the weekend, how bad that injury is. I suggest we're going to find that out or certainly be a lot closer to finding that out in a couple of hours time. Um, so, but plenty to talk about today. I will try and record another video later on today after all the press conference, the open training and that sort of stuff that I'll try and put out this evening. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But today, just a few things to talk about before I jump in the car. And I wanted to start, see big, big fears at the moment about uh, Thomas Party and this injury. Now, John Cross over at the Mirror, uh, wrote a story yesterday saying, and in it he said he, it's, you know, Arsenal fearing that he might not even be back this year. You know, if that's the case, and we're missing, he's going to be missing countless games in the run up to, you know, and the run up to Christmas over the festive period until the new year. So, I mean, it's a big, big worry. Fears are really growing when it comes to Thomas and that injury and just how bad it is. It is going to be. Now, my, I was talking to someone about this earlier on, and they were saying it's still just really unclear in terms of Thomas's injury and how bad it is and how long he's going to be out for. That just there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding it. So they were very unwilling to put a date on when he was going to be back. They were hoping that talk of um, next year is a little bit um, sort of overstretched a little bit, and that he could be back by then, but. They're not sure at the moment. Everyone that I've spoken to about it, it just seems to be a lot of uncertainty about exactly how bad it is, how long he's going to be out for, 
when Arsenal can expect him to feature once again. And it all just adds up to the frustration, doesn't it? When it comes to Thomas and his injury issues and his fitness, fitness issues, because God, Arsenal need him, you know, how... How he would have been, how useful would he have been at St James's Park at the weekend? How useful would he be tomorrow against Sevilla in the Champions League? That ability that he has from deep, no one else has got that in the squad. No one else can do what Thomas Party can do, can do for this team. And you know, when he plays, when he plays well, when he's fit, Arsenal are a better team. It's just that simple. And to be without him now, potentially until the end of the year, again, I don't know that for certain. Haven't been told it, but if it is that extensive, then that's a huge blow to Arsenal, and it's a huge, huge blow to uh, Mikel Arteta at a time when they're already stretched, they're already missing key players. Gabriel Jesus is another. And interesting stuff going on with Gabriel Jesus at the moment. He's been called up by Brazil for the uh, for their next international break, which just seems a bit mad to me. Now, we don't know how long he's going to be out for for Arsenal. We'll find out a little bit later on at the press conference today in terms of when he could potentially be back. But the fact he's been called up for Brazil, say he doesn't play for the next week or so and he comes back, maybe has one game before the international break. We saw what happened with Thomas Partey when he came back, played a few minutes, then went off to Ghana, came back, got injured. Now he's out for you know an indefinite amount of time at the moment. The last thing Arsenal need to happen is for something similar to go to take place with Gabriel Jesus. So it is a big, big concern. I'm surprised Brazil have called him up. I really am surprised. They've also called up Martinelli and um, and Gabriel as well. But you would expect that because you know they're fit. They're fine, you know, call those two up and they're in and they should be in the squad. But Gabriel Jesus, it's just like, do you does this really need to happen? Like Yevon here has got in touch. It's hi Charlie. The Brazil team for the upcoming international break was released yesterday. Surprisingly, Gabriel Jesus is included in it. Does it suggest we may see him for the Burnley game over the weekend? If we don't but he's past fit. Is it a wise thing for Arsenal to allow him to go away with regards to the frequency of his latest injury issues? Or should he just stick around and continue with his rehab at London Colney regards to the amount of games over the Christmas period? They should absolutely make sure that he sticks around at London Colney. I I just don't see any... If he's not back, say for Burnley, if if he's back this weekend, if he is available for Burnley and then he can have, say, have Burnley this weekend... um, and there's another game, isn't it? And this weekend is not the last game. Or is this weekend the last game um, before the international break? I think it is actually, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, if he, if, he plays for Bur- if he plays against Burnley, even then, I just don't think he should be included in, in, in squad. It's just keep him around, let him get fit, have two weeks at London Colney just working on his fitness. I don't Even if you come on and play 20 minutes against Burnley at the weekend, you're not fit enough to go with, away for, to, with your international team. Why fly him halfway around the world, play him in two games, uh, or potentially have him on the bench in two games, then fly him all the way back to London. It just makes no sense to me. It just, it wouldn't, we saw what happened with Thomas Party. That just can't happen again. There's too many important games coming up for Arsenal in the build-up to the festive period and over the festive period to risk someone at the importance of Gabriel Jesus. So I hope that everyone sort of gets together, has chats, and a sensible decision is made when it comes to him, because it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. But you know, you, some of you guys might have a different opinion of it. I remember last time against, with, with Thomas Party, I was talking about this and others were saying, well, he needs minutes. And so could get him over there, get him two games, get some minutes under his belt. And then he comes back fitter for Arsenal after the international break, which I can understand the argument. Ultimately, it didn't really pan out like that, though, did it? Because he came back and he got and, and he got injured. So I don't want something like that happen with Gabriel Jesus. So for me, Yevon, I would absolutely keep him at London Colney, have a chat with Brazil and come to what surely is the most sensible decision when it comes to uh, when it comes to his fitness. Um, right, there's this comment here. Now, 
I, I, I'm sorry for bringing up Gary Neville again. And I know I spent yesterday talking about some of the stuff that Gary Neville has said. But yesterday, he was just driving me mad again. Now, actually, let me take this off the screen for a minute while I just talk about um, what he had to say about Arsenal's statement before the Chelsea-Tottenham game yesterday. He was obviously there for Sky Sports and he was talking about Arsenal's statement. He called it dangerous, um, called it really, really poor. And I mean, those are the sort of words that would sum up the officiating at the weekend in a Newcastle Arsenal game. But he was talking about Arsenal's statement. So it wasn't the officiating at the weekend, which was dangerous and poor. It was Arsenal putting a few words together and basically telling the truth and calling for reform at PGMOL, which everyone should be doing. It should be a collective thing. But instead, everyone's getting on their high horse. Everyone's having their say. Everyone's piling on Arteta. Everyone's piling on Arsenal. And they're the issue. They're the problem. Not the dreadful standard of officiating that is costing teams week in, week out. Not just Arsenal, but everyone it's happening to. And the way everyone's reacting now, the way everyone is, all the big hitters, the big media guys, in the big powerful positions with the big powerful voices are coming out and saying the same thing and getting on Arsenal's back. And it just means the thing's going to carry on. It's just going to all carry on. We'll come back after the international break. There'll be shambles at another game in VAR and it will just carry on. PGMO will be, won't be held to account. No one will be held to account. There'll be no reform, no change, and it will just continue. And teams will continue to suffer with these awful, awful decisions that are happening. And I can just see it. And, it's because I think maybe it's because football's too tribal and everyone has their, you know, everyone's entrenched in their views. It's either if it's for my team, I hate it. You know, I, I will support everything my team says. But if it happens to another team, I'll just laugh and bat it away. Or if I'm in the media and it happens and I've got to act like it's, you know, Arsenal are ruining the game. You can't take on the establishment. You can't take on the referees. You can't say this sort of thing. It's dreadful for the game rather than just letting, just agreeing that something needs to change. And it just really, really baffles me out. And I'm going to talk about Tottenham Chelsea before I end this, because I feel like I need to, and some of the reaction to Ange Postacoglu after that game, which I just think is laughable, quite frankly. But also, just going back to Gary Neville, I mean... Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I feel like he must go to sleep, shut his eyes and just think about Arsenal at the moment. It must just be running constantly through his brain. I mean, he's getting, look at this, what he had to say. If you're watching this on YouTube, 
He was talking about Nicholas Yeover, Arsenal set-piece coach in the game against Newcastle. It was driving me crazy. The set-piece coach down here, he was doing my head in. He was screaming on like crazy, like he was the manager. I'm not sure that helps. He's screaming at Trossard, who was taking set-pieces. Sit down. He knows what to do. You've gone through it in the week. It's up on the board in the dressing room before the game, and you told him three or four times. He went on. This was just one quote from this huge rant against Nicholas Yeover. It's like, is this an issue? What the set-piece manager does, what the set-piece coach does, and always does, at every single game that Arsenal play, you see Nicholas Yeover doing this. And he's had huge success. Arsenal are very good at set-pieces. They score plenty of goals at set-pieces. And yet you've got Gary Neville deciding to rant about Nicholas Yeover. It's just like, are you? it just feels so over the top, so obsessive. It's like, just let it go. How, how is Nicholas Yeover the issue? after everything that went on at the weekend, how is he worth talking about and spending this amount of time? And it's like, it's it's just really odd. I'm convinced he goes to sleep and he just sleeps and thinks about Arsenal constantly at the moment. It's really, really bizarre. And um, so, yeah, I, I just thought I had to bring it up. And I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm pretty, you probably don't want to hear about Gary Neville anymore because he's just everywhere at the moment. And it's constantly everywhere. But he was a, in the game yesterday. Of course, he was heavily involved in the game yesterday. Chelsea versus Spurs. Which was an absolutely crazy, bonkers game. Brilliant to watch from a neutral point of view in terms of how awful it was and how stupid both teams were. It was just a crazy, crazy game that everyone said, oh, it's brilliant for the Premier League. I'm not sure it's brilliant for Premier League. I don't think that was a great spectacle for the Premier League last night. It was mental. It was crazy. It was two teams who totally lost their heads and were doing odd stuff. And... um, Chelsea obviously ended up winning it 4-1 because Tottenham were down to nine men because they just just lost their heads completely, had a game that they were comfortably going to win, looked like they were going to comfortably, comfortably going to win. They managed to throw it away by being mad. Romero doing what Romero does, getting himself sent off. Um, Udogi as well, who should have been, was very, very close to being sent off in the first game. It was kind of similar to Havertz against Newcastle. I don't think he could have had any complaints had that had he been sent off in the first half. He didn't, but he did manage to get himself sent off in the second half. Um, stupidly, when it was still nil-nil, when they were already down to 10 men, you're already on the yellow card and you do a stupid tackle like that. That just summed Tottenham up yesterday. After starting so well, they just went mad. And yeah, but the praise after, I mean, Postacoglu, there was a lot, lot of stuff. And I really like Postacoglu. I think he's he's come across as a really great guy. I think he's an excellent manager. I think he's doing brilliant things at Tottenham. But the falling over him from yesterday was mad, I thought. A, his tactics were crazy. And yet people were praising him for what he was doing. They had nine men and they were basically playing on the halfway line. If Chelsea weren't so awful, and they were awful last night, they, they didn't deserve to celebrate that win last night, Chelsea, because any half-decent team wins that game by 10 goals because of the way Tottenham were playing. It was literally just play the ball over the top and run through. And that's all they had to do to score. And it took them so long. It took them about 70 minutes before they finally managed to do it. They were just wasted so many chances. They got so many things wrong. Um, Tottenham were basically just giving them the points on the plate. And yet somehow Tottenham got praised for being brave at the end of the game which just blew my mind because I think Chelsea was so awful had Tottenham actually done what you should have done and just accepted you only had nine men and so sit deep protect your goal at nil nil I still think they could have won that game and probably would have won that game because Chelsea were just being so stupid and awful that Tottenham would eventually got a free kick or a set piece and they could have won it and but instead they played the way they did 
And they were always going to lose. It was always going to be a case that at some point Chelsea weren't going to balls up one of their huge chances. And they eventually did. I mean, Jackson scored a hat-trick <laughs> and yet still probably deserved about four out of ten for his player ratings because of he was just missing so many chances and getting so many things wrong. It was just a really bizarre game. But then afterwards, Postacogli comes out in his press conference and and basically doesn't moan, doesn't complain about the decisions. And it's just getting praised to high heaven by everyone today. And they're all using it as an excuse to hit Arteta with. And it's like, what? he had nothing to, it was completely different, a completely different scenario. A, he had nothing to complain about. In fact, he was very, very fortunate that his team um, didn't have players sent off earlier because they just went mad. So there was not a single decision and that Postacoglu could get there, up there and complain about. It's completely different to Miguel Arteta. So he gets up there, he talks about how the you know, referees must be respected, all that. Totally, I mean, he got booked for complaining and whining to the referee in the game, even though he had nothing to complain about in the match. So he ended the game with a yellow card. He had nothing to complain about. And yet everything today is just praising Postacoglu for being a class act and for being, the, you know, acting the way responsible managers should behave. And it just, that's like, I mean, I just don't get it. He's a nice guy. He's a really good manager. He's obviously very, very good for the press. He says, mate. And and that somehow seems to be that everyone now is using that as a weapon to have a go at Arteta at, when it's just a completely different scenario, a completely different situation. Postacoglu was basically yesterday a manager being praised for not complaining about having nothing to complain about. And that's it. And yet they're trying. everyone's trying to use that to compare it to what happened with Calateta. It's just, honestly, it's just mad. Absolutely crazy. Um, but anyway, enough about that. And uh, I'm going to have to head off now because I've got to get to London Colney to talk to Mikel Arteta, who is probably going to complain again and is probably going to get hammered again by everyone outside Arsenal. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what he has to say if he doubles down on what he said at the weekend, if he rows back a little bit and tries to calm everything down. We shall find out very, very soon. Like I said, 11 o'clock, he's due to speak, which is not too far away now. So I'm going to have to jump in my car and get myself down there. So uh, look out for a video at the end of today reacting to what Mikel has had to say at Colney, the open training and all that sort of stuff. But until then, have a very good day, everyone, and I'll speak to you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.